Welcome, coaches. This is Tony Schiffman, and you are listening to the Hog Football Podcast. The Hog Football Chat was created as a way for coaches to talk about all things football and all things offensive line, and we took off via Twitter. With the help of so many great sponsors, we were able to create an amazing network of our coaching community. Now we've decided to launch our first ever podcast series. Please don't forget to check out those amazing sponsors on Twitter. This podcast series is presented by Platform, an online strength and conditioning tool that partners with over 800 schools across the country. Go check out platform.com, that's P-L-T-4-M.com for our full series and catch up on any episodes you might have missed. Don't forget to check out at Coach Schiffman on Twitter and use the hashtag HogFootballChat when you're there. We have a great episode for you today, so let's go ahead and kick this off. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Hog Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Schiffman. Today, I've got one of my good friends, uh, Coach Derek Doherty. Coach Doherty is the current head football coach at Fort Madison High School. He has spent the last 11 years coaching there in some form uh, on the football squad. Uh, the last year, obviously, is the head coach. He's also been a 13-year assistant wrestling coach for the Bloodhounds of Fort Madison. Uh, coach Doherty, how's it going? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. I always like to talk to my brother. So uh, first question I got to ask you, talk to Peter Jennings the other day. He told me a great Fort Madison Bloodhound story about going up to Fairfield uh, in the rain and then having to come home and go back and beating them. Uh, what is your best Fort Madison football memory as a player? Man, you, that, you, you that's a tough one to beat. One. What's that? You can't use the same one. <laughs> That one's tough to beat. Um, you know, I didn't get to play much that game, but it was awesome. Um, probably, um, I don't know if it's, uh, if it's a good story, but one of my most vivid memories, I guess, is uh, one of my first punt returns against Oskaloosa. Um, the sideline opened up. We were returning up the, the sideline, and it opened up, and I thought I was gone. And... Uh, <laughs> I had a, a, a something hit me. felt like a truck. And <laughs> later on, I found out it was one of our own players who got ejected backwards right into me. And um, they played kind of in a down in a, a, a pit, if you will. And it launched me <laughs> over into the, the side. I was laying on the hill. And, um, and that one sticks out. It's not a good one, but it sticks out to me. <laughs> nice. That, that's pretty, that, that pretty much sums you up in a nutshell right there, I think. <laughs> So you, you, you were a part of some of those really good Fort Madison football teams. Um, you obviously played uh, a few years at Monmouth College for college football, and, and you've been coaching for quite a long time, now, been a part of some, some good teams there. How important was the offensive line to the success of the, some of those football teams? Well, absolutely vital. And as a player, um, you know, I was your typical skill player. I thought it was just, hey, you big dummies, block. But – um, as soon as I got into really college and, and having to understand a lot more of what they're doing, uh, I had a whole new respect for them. And, and then when I got into coaching, it was, uh, it blew my mind how much is going on up there. And it's mm -hmm. more than, Hey, block guys, come on. Right. And you, and you do a good job too. You know, you, you're always asking questions about it and wanting to know about it. So you're definitely doing your, your work on studying it and, and, and making sure you understand that aspect of the game. So I got to give you, 
I gotta give you mad props for that. I appreciate it. I got a good mentor to look up to. So yeah, uh, yeah. A ton. yeah. So one of the things that I kind of wanted to focus on this, this podcast with you about, and, and like I mentioned in your introduction, you're a, um, you coach football, you coach wrestling, you are the strength and, and conditioning coordinator. You've also coached tennis, you've coached soccer, uh, you've coached pretty much everything, everything that can be imagined at Fort Madison High School. Um, why are multi-sport athletes so important to, to a small school like Fort Madison? Well, we share the same kids. Um, so we, we got to take kids who maybe football's not their, their number one sport, but we got to, one, convince them into, into playing football and show them how it can help them on the basketball floor or out on the baseball field, whatever it may be. But um, I just I firmly believe that if, if you're a, a decent coach, you can take an athlete and make them a, a better football player um, you can take an athlete, make them a, a better wrestler. But our biggest thing is, is with athletic enhancement is just trying to make kids better all around athletes because uh, it's the coach's job to get specific and turn them into whatever skills they need for, for that sport. Hmm. And what, what sort of, what sort of, I guess, obstacles have you, have you kind of come across in, in trying to, trying to get that message to, to other coaches? Um, at Fort Madison, I've been fairly lucky. Uh, we've got coaches who, you know, they, they want their kids to be a part of, of football. Now, how hard they push them, I'm not entirely sure. But, you know, we, we've got a really good relationship. And I feel like they've got, they've got our back. Um, so it's, it's really not hard to convince the coaches into how this can help their kids. It's mm -hmm. more, more of the parents, to be honest with you. And, and football's got a bad rep, which, you know, just absolutely kills guys like us on the inside because we love this game and we realize, you know, nothing's safe. Nothing's ever safe. But um, the things that football has done to make football safe and, and the way that we coach it, you know, it, we're, we're doing the absolute best job that we can. And it is a whole lot safer now. So getting these parents who also have goals for their kids and, and they're focused on maybe one sport or two sports, just convincing them that we can help their kid. And, and that's truly what we want to do. I mean, I'm not going to take a kid who loves basketball per se and, and put him in a dangerous situation that could hamper his abilities to be a basketball player right. or his future. So it's, it's right. a lot of the, the parents that we're trying to convince. Right. Well, I mean, and, and you've done – when I was there at Fort Madison, obviously I was the head coach before you. Um, when I was there, we did a good job of trying to get a couple of those kids here and there, and, and, and you're still doing a good job getting those bodies out and, and trying to get your numbers up. Um, but you're right. It, it is a, it's a tough battle against mom and dad sometimes when, when um, they might not understand the game and, and you're trying to sort of explain that, it's not all bang your head against the wall and, and trying to get those guys out there to, to participate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we feel like we have an offense that's set up for athletes. This isn't pack the phone booth and just like you were saying, bang into each other and, and whatever. We're, we're trying to get athletes in space and you know, you're, you're crazy if you don't think that a basketball player can help us on a jump ball or um, you know, a track guy, catch the ball and get them, get them in space to get going. So right. we're, we're trying to, utilize athletes here 
Well, one of the one of the great things that you and I did um, before I left was I, I think at one point after our our first year, I can't remember if it was after our first year or our second year, we looked at our numbers of, of returning players, and I want to say ninety eight. It was something like ninety eight percent. So all but one of the one players was a multi sport athlete and was either participating in in wrestling and basketball and track and field and, and soccer. I think we had all but one who participated in, in, a, in a, a more than one sport. And I think that's just, that's something that you don't see a lot, no matter how big a school you're at. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. We, we try staying with that, that same motto and we're pushing it. And we had a class of 15 this year, um, uh, 15 seniors and, at the end of the season, you know, we told them, you're, you're not done yet. We, you're, you're a part of this program forever. And one of the things that we preach is being a multiple sport athlete. So you guys need to, um, you know, hold up on your end of the deal and, and be role models. And we had out of the 15, um, we only had three of them who were not out for a winter sport. So we're right. really happy with that. And, you know, those are great kids. And, and one kid sticks out. In my mind, um, I heard a, overheard a kid ask him, hey, why are you playing basketball? He said, you know, because coach told us to. So I, I right. love those types of – Right. And that, that's the kind of kids you want, the ones that – where it might not – you know, where coach told you, told you to, it wasn't necessarily you have to. It was more of a suggestion, like, go, go do this, go try new things. And, and he actually took the heart and did it. So that's good. And I think I know who you're talking about. Wasn't a very yeah. good basketball player. <laughs> he let the three fly, though. Yeah, yeah. So kind of kind of transitioning from from the player to the coaching side of things. What how and you can answer you can answer either way here. Hopefully hopefully you give me some information both ways. How how rewarding and difficult is it being a multi-sport coach? Um obviously football and wrestling are your two two main passions, but like I said before, you've coached tennis, you've coached soccer, you've coached uh what else have you coached? I forget. Everything? <laughs> it feels like it. Yeah. yeah. So, so how, how rewarding and, and, and on the, the flip side difficult is it being that multi-sport coach? I, it's, it's, it's what I love. I mean, I'm a teacher and I don't think that there's a, a difference between a teacher and a coach teachers coach and coaches teach. And, and it's something that I'm truly passionate about and whether I'm good at it or not, I guess time will tell. Um, but it, I absolutely love it. So it doesn't matter what the sport is. Um, I love dealing with, with adolescents and, and trying to help motivate them and get them going in the right direction and problem solving and, and everything that goes into it. I mean, mm-hmm. every kid is different and every situation is different. So um, you start adding in other sports and, and, you know, it does get pretty wild sometimes, but it's absolutely rewarding. And I, I firmly believe that I have the best job in, in the entire world. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and you, you get – that was one of the things that you and I talked about when you were questioning whether or not you could be a head coach was that the, the kids respect you and the kids love you. And that was one of the things that as a multi-sport coach, you're able to accomplish being, being involved with those guys and seeing them off the field and seeing them on the wrestling mats and seeing them, seeing them everywhere. You, you did a good job with that. And I, I think – I think those kids are those kids that are going to run through a brick wall for you on the wrestling mat are going to do the same for you on the football field and vice versa. And, and you do a good job of getting that out of those guys. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. The last question we've got for you, coach, and then we're going to get you out of here. Uh, I know you were worried about this. You get right now, you get to pick 
And it can be players you played with. It can be guys you played against. It can be whatever you want. But I want your offensive line Mount Rushmore. So I need I need five guys that are your Mount Rushmore. Oh, man. Yeah, this is a tough one. Da, 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 da. I'm going to take you as center. Is that all right? I mean, yeah, but you, I, I wasn't that good, but I'll, I'll allow it. I, I, man, I'll go to war with you. I'm going to take you as center. You get the ball back there. We'll go. I appreciate um, it. <laughs> um, man, Joe Noller, a guy that I played with, um, he, he's, uh, I would put him at a guard. Uh, he, he can move really well. He was athletic. I put him at one guard. Um, man, I can't remember if Daniel Overberg played guard or tackle, to be honest with you. I know that he played at Culver Stockton. Peter would know. Um, but he was a hoss, and, and this was back when I wasn't really paying attention to the line. I just know right. that he was good. So I want him on that line. Um, we had a, a, a really big kid my first couple years of coaching, Mark Strawhacker. He ended up playing a little bit of college ball. Um, he, could, he could move really well. And trying to keep it all, all, all right here. Um, We've been lucky. We've had some some good dudes, man. Um, yeah. Somebody, I'm trying to think of. Let's see. Somebody that we had. Somebody maybe a little gnarly, like um, man. Who would you say our gnarliest lineman was when when you were here? Our gnarliest? Yeah, just a little bit of piss and vinegar. You probably got to go, Elijah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How could I not even think of him? Yeah, man, we got so many good guys. That's it. That's a tough freaking question. Just right. Uh, well, you're going. You're going completely opposite of some of the other guys. So, so some of the other guys were going NFL players and a couple. Oh. Peter, Peter went college players. Yes, yeah, so you don't have to do just all four Madison guys. You can do. You can do whoever you want. So I'll give you. I'll give you a, a, a redo if you want. Oh man. Ah. I'm going to stick with my dudes, the dudes okay. that I chose. All right, that's good. Sorry for everybody that I left out, man. I love all of our guys, and, and yeah. so Awesome, awesome. All right, Coach, do me a favor real quick before we get out of here. Go ahead and drop your Twitter information and, and any other information you want to let these guys know, and then, uh, and then we'll, we'll close up shop. Yeah, so um, I appreciate a follow uh, at Coach Doherty 20 I'm trying to get in the Twitter game as much as Coach Schiffman here. Um, but, yeah, give me a follow, and hopefully hopefully uh, we can start some conversations. All right, Coach. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Thanks again for everyone listening, and remember to go check out platform.com for the full series of Hog Football podcast episodes. We want to thank everybody for their continued support and be on the lookout for our Hog Football Chat series from Twitter on our website, hogfootballchat.net. You can check out all of our great sponsors and tons of awesome conversations from the chat and the podcast.